Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. And I will do everything I can to uh, fight this. Again, this goes up to the federal government. They cannot be following up with a request of, of Toronto. It'll be an absolute disaster for our, our city. That was the voice of Premier Ford a couple of weeks ago saying, you know, he'll do whatever he can to stop uh, Toronto Health from decriminalizing hard drugs and also getting to the bottom of what happened to lead to the violence and the killing of a mother uh, near a safe injection site, the South Riverdale Community Health Centre. Um, and over the last six months, certainly since we started reporting this story, community members had been openly, uh, you know, talking and, and pleading with politicians to do something, warning about the violence and the, the crime and the open drug use, and uh, those cries were ignored. And now we know this mother has been murdered. And so, you know, we've got this community which gets ignored for months. The politicians, of course, are very quick to show up for the funeral, you know, to make sure that they get their pictures taken. But the concern then becomes, as these headlines fade, will they do anything more? Is it anything more than lip service? So let's uh, stay on top of this. Derek Finkel is one of the first in the community to speak out against as he lives right by that uh, particular health center and has been gathering data um, as part of his effort to uh, get politicians to listen. Good to have you, Derek. Oh, thank you, Alex. Good morning. Let's talk a little bit. I mean, last we talked, um, you know, you were definitely looking for answers. You certainly have done your data and gathering and been watching. Characterize for me, if you can, some of the responses you've gotten, let's say, from the Liberal MP who showed up finally, um, local councillor Fletcher, um, and some of the politicians who've shown up. What have they said to you and what has actually happened? Yes, well, maybe we'll start just with uh, the Premier, uh, Mr. Ford, and then I'll move on to the other to the other politicians uh, next. But, but you know, it's funny uh, listening to his voice um, back on your, your radio program a few weeks ago. I mean, he did say during that interview very clearly that he would mm-hmm. be consulting with the, the community members, that he was on top of it. Um, we, uh, the, the, the core community representatives, we've heard secondhand of reports that the ministry, the provincial ministry is conducting an audit of this safe injection site. But as of yesterday, uh, the South Riverdale Community Health Center has not received any notice of being audited by the province. Um, We have sent many emails to both uh, the premier's chief of staff, to also to the minister of health's chief, chief of staff and to the minister directly. Um, sending them the data that we've collected on the incidents uh, going on outside of that safe injection site. Going back some time, there are now over 300 incidents of, you know, uh, open drug use, violence, sexual activity, overdoses, uh, drug paraphernalia left lying around, um, uh, menacing behavior, et cetera, et cetera. It's over 300 now going back to late May. And, um, so, but we we've had no response from anyone 
in uh, the, you know the premier's office or in the in the minister's office. Um, that said, as of you know late yesterday, um, there's going to be a town hall tomorrow night at the uh, Jimmy Simpson uh, Community Center. Uh, in the evening, and I would invite anybody in the community to attend. But the the deputy health minister just um, confirmed that they will be attending that town hall, as will the uh, the, the head of uh, Toronto Public Health, Eileen Villa. Um, oh, the, uh, super. That's on Thursday. This is uh, tomorrow night, Wednesday, Wednesday evening. Oh, tomorrow, okay. Yeah, it's as they believe it begins at six p.m. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I have followed up with the premier's office and I do know that 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 they are they have not let this go. Um, you know, they're not going to give me all the details, but I do know that it is being looked into whether or not the facility has any idea of an audit or not. Uh, I'm not sure that matters um, because they might not be told. But I do know, I mean, your community, you as you know, a collective uh, on your own have gone, done surveys, you've, you've done your homework on this. Um, what have you learned that you didn't know other than maybe a lot of, you know, the politicians like to pass the buck a lot? Yeah. So it's really interesting. And I'll just state, state that, you know, I, I am an investigative journalist by profession. I am used to having to do quite a bit of digging to obtain information, but <laughs> you know, residents of, of, uh, of a neighborhood should not have to have that level of um, research abilities to get simple answers to things. And, you know, what I'll tell you is that um, determining responsibility, you know, and who actually oversees safe injection sites and community health centers is, is a very difficult undertaking. And most, you know, average, you know, Toronto citizens would, would, mm-hmm. would find it near impossible to get this information. And just to give you a very quick overview. So in the beginning, you may remember, and I believe you had Paula Fletcher on your, uh, our our local counselor on your, on your show. And the truth of the matter is um, Paula Fletcher made public comments that the city has no responsibility for the safe injection site. Um, It's not her role. Well, turns out, and Paula now knows this and has (laughs) changed, changed her, changed her tune quite a bit is that it is actually, the, the, the Toronto Public Health does play a very distinct uh, yes. oversight role in these safe injection sites. Um, we also had a meeting with uh, Peter Tabins, uh, which was scheduled before the killing, but we had it, the meeting after the killing. Um, and we, we confronted our, our, uh, our, our member of provincial parliament about, about what, who is responsible for the oversight of, of both. He wasn't quite sure. He got a one of his legislative assistants to produce a week, about a week later a 20-page document. Um, so to his credit, they, they, this document was actually maybe one of the most single most helpful things we received from anyone. And um, we also met with um, our MP Julie DeBruzen. Um, she is pulling the federal application documents for us that this facility received from the federal government. But she has insisted, and I think correctly that the oversight lies with the province because ultimately it's the province that funds this safe injection site. They, they hold the purse strings and they have the power and she's right there. We also met. Yeah. But again, we're going to get into a whole bunch of political finger pointing because none of them want to take responsibility for it. But the bottom line, the point isn't that they don't want to take responsibility. The point is that no one actually knows who's responsible. Right. 
Yeah, no, that would have been my follow-up. Is yeah. The left hand points at the right. They don't know who's doing what, but no one's doing anything. And, and in that vacuum, you know, it, these things are inviting crime and danger to the communities that they're in. What is the reaction from the clinic been? I know that they put security guards in place, but again, that is for show. What's changed since the murder of, of Carolina? Well, yeah, the, 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 the health center, we, we've been begging the health center for years to hire security. Um, back in 2019, the CEO of the, the South Riverdale Community Health Center participated in a study on, uh, um, you know, harm reduction. And he, he, the, the article that resulted from the study was called Police Presence Near Supervised Consumption, Consumption Sites excuse me, in Toronto Discouraging Access. So this CEO took the position that, you know, there should be a non-enforcement boundary outside of um, these, these safe injection sites in order to lessen the effects of criminalization. And that was mm, their position smart. in 2019. And I can tell you that that position has gone completely out the window now because while that might have been good for those seeking harm reduction, it was not good for anybody else. And it was certainly not good for Carolina. And, um, and, and now we have... Police are now actually a lot have been in the building. They've received tours of the facility. Um, we have re- we've received uh, they've hired a, a, a security firm, which they were completely opposed to and said was basically impossible. There have been some improvements in the sense that we don't have as many people using openly. We don't have as many overdoses on the property. But what we still have is drug dealers operating. Um, and we, we, that, that is really main source of the violence. And we also still have drug paraphernalia lying around. And uh, I don't, you know, I think that the, the police presence piece is still kind of TBD. I don't really know where that's going. There have been some recommendations about building fences and cutting things off and, you know, sort of safety recommendations from the police, which still haven't been produced, but, 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 uh, you know, the, the truth is, you mentioned the, the community survey that we, we recently, uh, well, I didn't, I wasn't one of the organizers, but some, some residents, um, you know, they sent out a survey. It was conducted with uh, 400 local residents who live mostly within a three block radius of the um, safe injection site. And, you know, we'll call it roughly 70% of them uh, were fairly clear about their preference that the safe injection site should not be within a hundred meters of a, right. a school, you know, daycare, yeah. and they feel it should be either relocated or, or closed. That's, that's the, that's the best prevailing uh, public sentiment we've been able to pull together from about 400. I think it was. Um, well, survey I, I suspect, I suspect tomorrow. Um, I, and I would love to be a fly on that wall. Uh, you might get some answers, but certainly, um, you know, I think uh, it's an, it's time that uh, Ms. Davila uh, explain how decriminalization of drugs is going to make things safer, uh, you know, what the future plan is, because as I understand, John Tory, they wanted more of these things. And um, and uh, it was pushed back on by the province. So, you know, I'd like to know the future as well. But nonetheless, we're going to keep in touch with you, Derek, because um, if we stop talking about this, if we take the focus off, if you will, as you well know, then nothing will get done because politicians love to talk and they just don't like to do much action so that's what we need here um we'll chat again and uh, certainly i'd like to hear some details from that meeting okay thanks alex we'll do best of luck that's uh, derek finkel who's one of the uh, community members in leslieville
who has proactively, um, you know, been raising concerns about the dangers of this injection site in the middle of the community right by a daycare, right by an elementary school. I'd love to know that. How, how did you get, how, how can we can't open a pot shop near a school which can open up heroin and, uh, you know, it's crazy.